The scripture today is from Acts 6, 1 through 7. Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. This is the word of God. Well, hi, everybody. Hey, uh, it's good to be with you today, and it, it was great to be part of the training process for the deacons, and I'm so happy to be with them and with all of you today as we formally install them as officers of the way. Today, I want to spend a few moments thinking about what the Bible says about elders and deacons and what that means for us as a church. I believe that elders have three main roles as a, as a prophet, as a priest, and as a king. And a little later, I'll unpack that a little bit more. For deacons, the main passage we have is Acts chapter 6, where we see the early church exploding. It's growing. The gospel is spreading. But a problem arose that somehow in the great expansion, Greek-speaking widows were being overlooked. They weren't being taken care of. And so the apostles decided to appoint these deacons so that they could devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word and the deacons could help take care of this widow need situation. So from that we see two main roles of what deacons do. First they have a ministry of mercy that the original context of why we even appointed deacons was to care for these these neglected widows. Second, we see a ministry of service, that they were to free up the elders so that the elders could focus on prayer and the ministry of the word, that the deacons took care of the other things to, to serve and free the elders. So here at The Way, uh, what does that look like? It looks like the deacons helping with mercy, internal mercy needs as well as external helping with finance, with mission, and with the care of assets. So what does all that mean for us as a church? What does that tell us about how God designed the church to be? I just want to highlight five points for us today. First, it tells us the importance of elders and their role. So I want to talk to the elders for a few moments here. Your role as elders is a high and guarded priority. It is to be carefully protected. See, there are a lot of good things that should be done, a lot of good things that need to be done, but those good things must not distract you from your role as an elder. You must guard and protect that, even as the early apostles 
did as well. What are those roles? Well, as we mentioned, I think there's kingly, priestly, and prophetic roles. As kings, we believe that elders have been given authority and responsibility to lead the church. That they have power not to serve themselves, but to serve the mission of Christ. That they must lead the church on that mission. In Acts chapter 6, and throughout the book of Acts, it's in the context of the church on mission for Jesus, proclaiming the gospel through Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the elders need to remain focused on that mission, to be the witnesses of Jesus, and to go and make disciples. Secondly, elders are to be priests. That means they're to care for the flock. They're to be shepherds who watch over the spiritual welfare of the people to know them and lead them, uh, know and lead and protect and feed the flock of Jesus. And especially in times like this, during 2020, the pandemic, elders, you have a, a role to be a shepherd, to care for your flock and to make sure that they're being spiritually nourished and nurtured. And then prophetically, the third role is to proclaim, to teach, and proclaim God's word. In Acts 6, it says specifically that elders were to be devoted to prayer and the ministry of the word. That the church is to be led by people of prayer who diligently study and faithfully teach God's word. That you, elders, are supposed to help us see the wondrous things in God's Word, the greatest of which is Jesus. You are to help us see Jesus. Elders, we need you to make sure, again, in the midst of so many good things that need to be done, that you carefully guard and are faithful to these kingly, priestly, and prophetic roles. Secondly, we see the importance of mercy. That mercy is woven into the very structure of the church. This ministry of compassion and serving needs. They wanted to make sure, these elders wanted to make sure that this would not be neglected. In the midst of so many things that were going on in that early church, they didn't say, well, gosh, we've got way too much. It's beyond our bandwidth. We'll just have to let it go. No, they they wanted to make sure that mercy was still being faithfully done. I think it's kind of interesting to notice that in the early church, what what develops? It's it's noteworthy that they didn't develop a children's ministry, uh, uh, not right away, not that we know of, right? Uh, their priority was not the welcoming team or the or the or the worship team. Their priority was to create a mercy team, as it were. And in fact, when you look at the early church, this mercy ministry of the early church didn't begin in Acts chapter 6 with the appointing of the deacons. We read how the early church, that those who had were able to sell what they had to give to those in need. Mercy was happening before they had deacons. It's just the deacons now added structure administration, stewardship, execution of the mercy they were already doing. In other words, mercy isn't just the role of deacons. Mercy was a mark of the early church. 
again, the deacons were just there to administer the, the mercy, to, to ensure the faithful execution of mercy ministry. Mercy is a mark of the church and was woven into the very structure of the church. We see the importance of mercy. Third, we see the importance of lay leaders. I think in churches today, uh, we usually see a professional pastor kind of be the, the one-man hero of the church. We all appreciate uh, and respect our, our pastor, and certainly um, pastors are important. But one pastor, even one as wonderful as Tim, does not make a healthy church. Again, today we, we make this distinction between full-time, seminary-trained, denominationally approved, professional pastors, and then everybody else. But, but those are not the way, that's not the way the Bible categorized people or saw the church. Those are not biblical categories because in the early church, in the book of Acts, there were no seminary trained, denominationally approved pastors. There were no professionals. There were elders and deacons and these were just lay people. The early church was run and led by lay people. I think we have a tendency to overestimate the value and importance of the pastor and underestimate the value and importance of lay people because the church is not the pastor. The church is the people and it's led, shepherded, cared for, and served by lay people. Fourth, we see the importance of character over gifts. When we examine the Bible and the qualifications of an elder and deacon in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1, we notice that the qualifications center on character. In fact, the only real skill thing, I think, is that elders are must be apt to teach. But everything else points to issues of character. And it's interesting that though preaching, teaching, leadership, even mercy... These are regarded as spiritual gifts, and yet these gifts are not listed as qualifications to be an elder or a deacon. Instead, these are to be spiritual men and women of character, people who inspire trust, people who, who are respected, and, and the more you get to know them, the more you respect them. These are to be spiritual, who, more than being talented, are, are vessels through whom God works. I think it's very curious, if you pause and think about this, nothing, no other organization works like this, right? In any other organization, when you're going to pick leaders, you look for competency, skill, experience, and yet the church is remarkably different. We don't look at their professional resume. We are not led by the most talented or the most experienced or the most educated. We are led 
by people of character. The church is led by people of character and that creates a very different kind of organization. It creates a different kind of culture. It creates a different sets of values and priorities. That's what the church is to be. And then finally, number five, the church is precious. In Acts chapter 20, Paul addresses the elders of Ephesus and he says, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. He's telling the elders, make sure you pay attention as you care for the church, which he obtained with his own blood. A little phrase got slipped in there. But do you see that? He's saying, elders, you have this enormous privilege and responsibility to care for that which was purchased by the blood of Jesus. This is the bride of Christ, adorned, purified, loved as his own body. And he has called you, elders, and deacons to the important role of the mission and the work of the church. Do you remember a time in history when when people could come over to your house? Remember that? Um, and for some of us with young families, do you remember having a babysitter come so that you know you could go out and do things that you needed to do? And I'm sure when you did have a babysitter come, you for the parents, said something like, hey, here's my phone number. If anything happens, anything at all, you got to call me. Don't hesitate. Just call me. I-, I can come back. I can be here. Don't try to figure it out. Just, just call me if anything happens. And Maybe underneath that was a, the thought or feeling, or, or, or maybe you said something to the effect of, Because God forbid, but if anything happens, if there's an accident, if uh, if someone gets hurt, if if the house starts burning down, then I just want to make sure that you know, all I care about is that you take care of my baby. Nothing else matters. You do whatever you need to do. You call me and I will do whatever I need to do. We just need to make sure that my baby, my precious baby, is going to be safe. See, I feel like that's the heart of Jesus. He's saying to the elders and deacons as well, Hey, this is my baby. I shed my blood so that I could have her. You be faithful. You take care of her. Love her. Nurture her. Be good to her because she is precious to me. See, I think um, sometimes people see serving as the church as something kind of peripheral, you know, on the side, um, this volunteer side thing. But I don't think that's the way Jesus sees it. I think Jesus sees your role here at the way as so critical 
because it cares for what is most precious to him. Now, as you hear that, I don't want you to just hear that you have to take care of what is precious. I don't want you to, I don't want to just make you feel pressured. Would you hear as well, hear in that also, you are precious. You were bought with the blood of Jesus. That first, you are a beloved, precious child of God. Before you're a deacon, before you're an elder, before you're anything else, you are his son. You are his daughter. You are precious and you are loved. And on this day, you are given a very sacred privilege to care for and to serve the mission and the work of his precious bride, the church. Amen. Well, let me pray for us. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these deacons. We thank you for their desire to serve and love and care for your precious church. We pray that you would bless their efforts. We pray that you would supply their needs. We pray that they would lead the church with a profound and beautiful Christ-like character. And we pray that you would flourish the mission and work here at The Way. Would you bless them? Would you love them? Would you use them? All for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.